0: Welcome back to the Hair Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Mel, and this is episode number four. I have no one to introduce you to today. It is just you and I. I figured I should let you in on my life, start to to let you get to know me a little bit, Um, and then maybe talk a little bit about my journey through my health journey and how I got to start teaching women about how they can start to understand and control their health and the things that were coming up for them. So I've had a little bit of an emotional weekend. Uh, I put my cat to sleep on Friday. Uh, I'd like to say it was unexpectedly, but it really wasn't. Um, For those of you who don't know, I had a cat named Mr. Balls. Mr. Balls was a foster fail. I got him in 2020. Um, through an organization called Safe Pets, Safe Families here in South Australia. In South Australia, this organization helps to home animals in crisis care situations. So things like domestic violence, homelessness, um, chronic hospitalization, so that these pets have as, as as stress minimal transition as possible but also while their families are trying to sort out their situation they know that their pets are being well looked after and loved until they can be returned to their owners now in snowball's situation his owner was unfortunately diagnosed with a terminal illness and she then had to surrender him snowball was 11 at the time and a diabetic now You can all imagine what happens to an 11-year-old diabetic cat when he finds himself being surrendered. And upon my good conscience, I could not let that happen. So Snowball and I became forever companions. And the first thing that had to change was his name. Snowball was just a little bit too vanilla for my liking. And so the name Mr. Balls or Ballsy stuck. So, like I said, he was an 11-year-old diabetic, so he was already unwell when I got him, you know, two and a half years ago. And we had a life, we had the last two and a half years of twice daily injections, a special diet, um, and just constantly monitoring his habits. Most of his health conditions weren't under control. They sort of went all over the place. So like I said, it wasn't really unexpected, but, you know, can you ever really prepare yourself to let go of an animal that's been in your life for an extended period of time? I've had dogs my entire life, but not cats. And so he was my first cat and he was just my little mate, really. Again, I don't know how much you know about me. If you're listening to this at episode number four, I would say you know me fairly intimately. But at this point in my life, I am in my early 30s. I am single. So, you know, these pets are our family and they're the person that you come home to. They're the person that you wake up to in the morning. And their presence in your life when they leave you is the silence is absolutely deafening. So yeah, I put my little man to rest on Friday and then had to bury him. That's also something that I have never done with a pet. But if you're listening to this and you're a pet owner, have you ever buried or do you cremate? Now, I have th- four dogs, ashes, uh, two with my mom and two with me. And I said to myself after I collected the other two ashes, my the ashes of my last two dogs, is this what happens? Do we just start collecting our pets remains? And so I swore that the next animal I would bury to let go back into the earth. Um, but it's such an interesting experience digging the hole, placing them in there. He was still warm at the time and then putting the dirt on top uh Yeah. So just a very emotional and reflective weekend. And I'm sorry if you have come to this podcast thinking it was going to be high energy and entertaining, but that's where we're at today. Um, Just very reflective. And I've had the most wonderful friends around me supporting me through this. Most of us are. It's funny. We're all cat owners. And so There was one point there that a friend of ours actually got all our cats. We all work from home and got our cats mini laptops so that when we were working, our cats could be working at the same time. I should post a photo of this so that you can get a nice little visual for yourself. So that's my life update. And I hope you had a little bit more of a peaceful weekend than I did. So let's dive into now a little bit about my health journey and a little bit about both the physical and mindset shifts that I had to overcome to really take control of my health. And it's funny because it ties into the passing of Mr. Balls quite well, because it wasn't a decision I wanted to come to. Obviously, we never want to say goodbye to these animals, but Allowing, having this process of healing and understanding and control over my body just really allowed me to stop and ask myself what I needed, um, what support I needed to give myself, what support I needed to ask from others, um, to trust that when the answers came up, that if it didn't happen the way I wanted it to, that it was still going to be the right answer. So all of it ties in together. So I'm going to take you back to 2014. I just graduated with a master's of exercise physiology and I was living in Tamworth. Now, for those of you who don't know where Tamworth is, it is in the middle of central New South Wales. It is home of the golden guitar and country music for Australia. A bit of a country music fan myself, but I wasn't at the time. Um that's another story for another day i think <laughs> so 2014 i'd been diagnosed with pcos well before that but 2014 was definitely a pivotal moment in my journey i like i said had just graduated with this degree i had i was living in this amazing town i had really started building an awesome friendship circle um, I had landed my dream job working in private practice as an exercise physiologist. My caseload was varied and going to work was exciting. I was getting to help people become stronger, more aware human beings, get them out of pain, get them understanding and you, and all of the flow on effects that came with that. Uh, but we were probably it started getting cold. So we were probably May, June of 2014. And I'd started waking up in the morning feeling really depressed, really, really depressed uh, to the point where I was crying. I, and I, and there was no given reason for this crying. I would just, you know, I would lay down all of the things that I had. I had my dream job. I was living in it. Like I had manifested this life for myself before I even knew what manifesting was. Um, I had created this life and it was the life that I supposedly wanted. Why was I waking up so miserable and unhappy? I was, I joined the CrossFit gym. That's how I'd started to build my community. So I was exercising at a high intensity rate, uh, about six times a week. I was eating a paleo diet. So for those of you who don't know, paleo is like our ancestors would supposedly eat. So no grains or sugars. So very low carb. Um, and, except for, you know, because I was early twenties, early to mid twenties, you know, the weekend did involve a lot of binge drinking and partying. It also involved a lot of travel. I was from Sydney. So at least once a month I was in the car driving backwards and forward. So there was a lot going on in my life. And at the time I didn't realize it, but the demands and the stress was high and my body was showing the signs. I remember waking up one morning crying and I just couldn't go into work. So I called in, canceled my patient load just for the morning and just sat with myself, sat with what was going on and really started to ask myself some questions. I have this university degree in exercise physiology. I'm meant to know about the human body. I'm meant to know about health. I'm teaching other people. I'm in a position where I'm teaching other people about health, yet I feel like shit. So what's going on? I then went to work later that morning and my boss sort of pulled me aside and said, you know, is everything okay? And I just said, yes, no, but yes. Um, I can't really put a finger on what's going on. Um, Just had a little bit of a mental health morning. And I remember him saying to me, you know what, Mel, sometimes you need to suck it up. And that was another really big... Wow, moment because I'd spent this whole morning reflecting and going, whatever I'm doing is not working for me right now. And then to have my external world reflect back at me, just suck it up, didn't seem like a logical solution. Later that night, I was scrolling on the gram like we do, and a quote popped up on my uh, Instagram If you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done and it just hit. I was ticking all the boxes. I was exercising regularly. I was eating healthy. I was following all the guidelines that I was supposed to follow to lead this strong, healthy life. But like I said, I was feeling like shit. So I decided to li- there. And then I literally wiped the slate clean. I was no longer going to do high. I was going to do the opposite of everything that I was doing. So from doing CrossFit six days a week, I decided to do yoga, which is another story for another day um, because I met my beautiful friend, Georgie, and that started a whole new world for me, but started doing yoga. I decided to let go of any food rules that I was following and just follow what my body wanted. I started reintroducing fruit because at the time I was like, why are we demonizing this thing that grows naturally? Um, and just let my body sort of lead the healing, so to speak. Uh, what I'd noticed is my skin improved, my mental health improved out of this world. um, and I just felt more grounded and connected. So, that's my little takeaway from you and we're sort of gonna wrap that part of it up there. If you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. And I don't mean you have to write wipe your wipe your slate clean, but I do invite you to bring that into a point of reflection. If what you're doing for you now isn't working for you or isn't leading you in the direction that you want to be led, or maybe it's worked for you in the past, but it's not working for you now, then what is the opposite of what you're doing now and how can you, in the words of my lovely friend, Gemma, lovingly give that to yourself? If we take away punishment, if we take away structure, if we take away all the things we quote should and shouldn't be doing, what is the opposite and what does change look like? What does the things that you're not doing now look like? And not in terms of healthy and unhealthy, but what is getting curious about what's not working for you look like? So there we have it. Episode number four with just you and I. I hope that was valuable. If it is, please slide into my DMs and let me know. And... I hope that you'll join me next time.